the crew all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue. Here is your host, Dominic Catronio. I'm two for two today, y'all. Told you in the warm-up, the sun was going to come up. I got that one right. Don't don't make any snide comments in the text, all right? But I got it right about the, the losing streak. It's a W. Brewers win today, 7-3 to the final. It is a happy flight home, and you turn around and play the Dodgers back here in Milwaukee tomorrow night. Oh, man. Feels good to have a smile on my face doing this show. Not that I didn't before, but you, you know what I mean. Y'all were negative. Twitter was a mess. It's okay. It's okay. We made it through it. Yeah, it's only one win, but here's the, the kicker. They have the worst road trip you could almost imagine, and they still gained a game in the standings. They're a half game back now, heading into tomorrow against the Dodgers. Who knew? Right? Who knew? Brewers win 7-3, 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talking text line. Old National Bank. Get old. A couple of texts already in here as well. Josh from Milwaukee, a sight for sore eyes. Finally, there are plenty of positives to point to. I have to applaud Piomps and Strezlecki for navigating some traffic and putting up zeros. Congratulations to Willie on a career milestone as well. Willie Adamas, number 100 home run for him today. He becomes the 10th Dominican-born shortstop ever to reach the century mark. Uh, it's some pretty good list. For him to join, I tweeted it at Dom underscore Catrono. You can always uh, tweet me there as well if you want to participate in the show. One more time, 855-616-855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Or you can tweet me at Dom underscore Catronio. Uh, just going through the list here of the guys that Willie, uh, uh, Willie Adamas joins as far as Dominican-born shortstops with 100 homers. Jorge Polanco, 100 on the dot. Gene Segura, 107. Rafael Fercal has 113. Starling Castro, 138. Jose Reyes, 145. Juan Uribe finished with 199. Man, he probably wanted one more so bad. Johnny Peralta had 202. Henley had 271. And the leader, Miguel Tejada with 307. Now Willie is number 10 on that list. So congratulations to him. Uh, also want to give congratulations uh, Wilson, or Humi, <laughs> I did it already. We're going to talk about Wilson Contreras and what's going on with the Cardinals later on in the program. But William Contreras had himself a great day. Three hits, a home run, a couple of runs batted in. A great day behind the plate for him too. He is still leading the Brewers and hitting at 289. He has been as advertised and more so far for the Brew Crew this season. Everybody reached base today for the Brewers. Every single player. This is exactly what the doctor ordered. This is what we talked about in Brewers warm-up, right? You needed a win that you just said, I've got this. And you got a little worried when they failed to get the shutdown inning in the bottom of the second inning. That was more on Hauser not being as crisp as you would hope. But you can give him some slack, given he hadn't pitched in a big league game since last September. So... He was able to hunker down and get into the fifth inning exactly what he needed. The Brewers' offense showed up, let them coast. They got out of some jams with the bullpen. Man, they needed this bad. And and don't underestimate the psyche of a happy flight home. Sitting with your friends, sitting with your teammates. Man, it would have been a silent flight if they lost that game today. 
getting ready to face the Dodgers. Always a tough team to play. Nonetheless, they can finally get the monkey off their back and get ready to play some tough baseball tomorrow. Aaron in Illinois texting in. Did we need that one or what? I really like seeing the aggressiveness on the bases. Add-on runs often lead to wins. Team is different when Willie is producing. Great game today for him. Congrats to Piomps on his first W in a crew uniform. Well-deserved. Go crew. Thank you, Aaron, for joining in here as well. Uh, get to a couple of more texts. Again, you can call in. You can text in 855-616-1620. We're also going to have Craig Kashan join us in just a little bit here on the program. want to mention that Brewers Extra Innings is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank with the local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. But they've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Uh, looking up and down the lines here as well, Adrian Hauser, four, ter- four and two-thirds, seven hits, two runs, one walk, five strikeouts, and no decision. He did not complete five. Hobie Milner, two-thirds of an inning. He left two inherited runners stranded, two hits as well. Two punchies for him, too. Love that. Yoel Piams gets the win, an inning in two-thirds, one hit, no runs, no walks, three strikeouts. Peter Strzelecki, one inning, two hits, no walks, three strikeouts. And Devin Williams, one inning, one hit, one homer, uh, one strikeout for him. That was the first run he had allowed this season. Now Tyro Estrada is the subject of a trivia question. He becomes the first player to hit two home runs in, in his career off of Devin Williams' changeup. No one else had multiple. It was only the fourth time that Devin has allowed a home run on his changeup in his young big league career. And Tyro Estrada is the guy, so remember that. Moving forward, when the Brewers see the Giants here in two weeks' time, I just of all guys, Tyro Estrada, who's been off to an incredible start to the season. Uh, I noticed the fact that the Brewers bullpen they accumulate nine strikeouts. That's the most they've had in a game so far this season as a bullpen unit. But the number one stat that I look at today, and the number one number that I think has really made a difference in this, zero walks from the bullpen, zero. And when they started in the fifth inning, it could have gone off the rails. The game was still tight at that point in the bottom of the fifth. A two-run game, or excuse me, a three-run game, trying to get the shutdown inning. Men were aboard. Hobie Milner slamming the door against Jock Peterson. Jock Peterson truly has trouble with lefties. I understood why Gabe Kapler left him in there, playing a game of chicken with Craig Council, saying, look, I'm going to leave Jock in here knowing that he's going to get at least one more at-bat later in the game, and I know you're not going to go to Bennett Sousa in that situation, so I'm going to kind of understand that I'm not going to have the advantage in this at-bat and understanding I'll get another one later, and that other one later was against Yoel Piomps, and he struck out swinging on a nasty slider. So that's just the game within the game, something that I noticed in today's contest. I got to give so many flowers to the bullpen today to bounce back the way they did after the tough road trip that it was. So that's my MVP of this game. I'd love to hear yours, 855-616-1620, or tweet me at Dom underscore Catronio. Craig's going to come up in a little bit as well. We're going to talk a little bit more about this contest. Stay with us. This is Brewers Extra Innings. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. 3-0 pitch, sharply hit ground ball to second. Terang flips to Adamas for one. Back to first in time. And the ground ball machine, Adrian Hauser, gets the big one he needed and gets out of the first inning. A 4-6-3 double play turned by the crew. That was a huge double play. You might hear me talk about that a little bit later on in the program. 
This is Brewers Extra Innings. I'm Dominic Catronio. Craig Kishan's going to join us in just a little bit. want to thank one of our sponsors, Hupe and Abraham. For every double play the Brewers turn this season, Hupe and Abraham will donate $100 to Feeding America Eastern Wisconsin. And remember, if you're injured or you're in an accident, call Hupe and Abraham. Win or it's free, guaranteed, the winning team, H-U-P-Y, Hupe and Abraham. Learn more at Hupe.com. Today, the Brewers turned that clutch double play in the uh, off of Jock Peterson. He had himself a day. The Brewers finally contained Jock Peterson. 0 for 5, three strikeouts today. Hallelujah. want to talk a little bit more about Adrian Hauser. I asked before the break, who's your MVP today? Uh, a couple of tweets, a couple of texts, I would hope. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. Or you can tweet me at Dom underscore Catronio. For me, I, I know folks are going to go to Willie and to Contreras, and that's a fine answer. I'm totally fine with that. For me, it's Adrian Hauser, and here's why. Adrian Hauser in that second inning was one pitch away from ending that inning scoreless. Then he had the blip on the radar. Chris Hook comes out, settles him down. Then he got on a roll after that, right? After the RBI single to tie the game in the uh, second inning, he really locked in and never looked back. He allowed the bunt single that might have been an out if they had challenged it in the fifth. That's a weird play. Then a two-out single to Mitch Hanniger, which ended his day a little bit soon. But think about it. We didn't see any hard contact against Adrian Hauser. We saw plenty of ground balls. He even racked up five strikeouts today. The sinker was sinking. And for a guy making his season debut, we talked about it in the warm-up. After everything that happened in the offseason, right? The Brewers extend Aaron Ashby last year. They expect him to be a starter. They signed Bryce Wilson. Don't know what his role was at the time. They signed Wade Miley. And now I'm Adrian Hauser. I'm sitting, I'm thinking like, wait a minute. Are they trying to replace me? What's going on? We show up in spring training. Adrian Hauser's auditioning, continuing to start games with Bryce Wilson. Knowing that Craig Council and Matt Arnold have been saying, yeah, he's probably going to go to the bullpen. He's going to get shortened eventually. But when we would talk to Adrian, he was staying mentally sharp, staying in the moment, saying, look, I am going to prepare like I am starting until I am told not to otherwise. Unfortunately, right when that started to happen, when he started to shorten up, that's when he had the groin pull. And with the way that things shook out here in this first month of the season, with Brandon Woodruff getting hurt, Lauer needing an extra day, Miley needing an extra day, bringing up Colin Ray. Colin Ray is pitching well enough to stick around, and Adrian Hauser being stretched out to use a six-man rotation. Kudos to Adrian Hauser for being ready for this point, being ready for this moment. He was pulled after 87 pitches in the fifth. Couldn't quite put a hitter's way quite as quickly as he had hoped. But for your first start back, trying to end a losing streak, I loved what I saw from Adrian Hauser today. He is certainly my MVP of the afternoon. The Brewers end the losing streak at six games. Yes, he doesn't get the win, and the bullpen as a unit could be the MVP too. But there's just so many contributors, and that's why I said in the first segment, this is exactly what the doctor ordered. So I want to welcome in uh, our guest analyst today, Craig Kishan here. Craig, I've just been waxing about how good Adrian Hauser's been, uh, just the different units that there were. Is there an MVP of this game for you that sticks out right off the bat, off the off the win here at the top? Boy, that's a really good question because I, I've actually been kind of contemplating that through our postgame show on TV. Who do you single out? You know, Damas, to me, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I think to me, the way the offense is, has truly been struggling for a week or more, uh, sticking out kind of like a sore thumb that way, um, and Adamus being the leader of this team, I will say Adamus, and not and not because he got his 100th career home run. To me, that's that's great for him, but 
this game was tied in the third inning, and he had a sacrifice fly to put the team up, and then his next at-bat hit a two-run home run and then got another one in the ninth. It's like he's like, we're not losing today. That's kind of how I felt every time he came up to the plate, and he got hit by a pitch too, and, and you know, that, that was painful. He got hit in the wrist or hand. Um, so to me, Adamas sticks out if, if I had to pick one to be him. It's totally fine. And Twitter is agreeing with you as well so far. Uh, one tweet in from Dustin. I mean, it's Adamas. Is there anyone else who's in the running? Yes, I think there is other guys Oh yeah, there's, there's in the running. Yeah. I mean, you could even give Yoel Piops. You can give William Contreras. Uh, this is just a top-to-bottom team win that I also want to give you credit, Craig. You called the Willie Adamas home run after that walk. You said it was coming. You knew that today was going to be the day, and that was going to be the moment for number 100 for Willie Adamas. That was fun. I mean, once in a while you get to do that. It's, uh, you know, you don't have any witnesses, but uh, but your close friends and coworkers. So, you know, you, you go with it and you can stand out for a minute. But uh, I know that there's just something about uh, certain situations in baseball. And this is the thing I love about it, because we've been doing this, you know, all weekend long. Uh, and there, there have been a, a lot of situations that have gone against Milwaukee when, the bases are empty with two down, and all of a sudden there's there's a base runner, there's a two out walk or a swinging bunt single, and then all of a sudden things you know fall apart. And I mean, this team had experienced the bad end of that all week, and and uh, for something like that to happen, you know, positively going in their direction was obviously very good. I want to go on a quick different tangent here because I don't think we'll be able to get his name in otherwise. One thing that really jumped out to me today, everybody reached base. Joey Weimer in that ninth inning, right, when he scores an extra add-on run there in the ninth, well, the reason why he got on base is because he hits a routine grounder to short. Most most shortstops that are a natural shortstop are going to backhand that ball and have no problem. Tyro Estrada is playing out of position right now, and he bobbles the ball. And because Joey Weimer was busting his tail down the line, yes, it doesn't get a hit out of it. It's reached on error. But Joey Weimer busting his tail down the line with the Brewers already leading this game 5-2. to two. And then he steals second base and then scores on a single from Yelich. Don't lose sight of that. I just wanted to give that little shout-out of how hard Joey Weimer is playing. Not just because, look, the rookie's having his struggles. He's learning what it's like to be a big leaguer. But moments like that are circled not only by Craig Council, but by the front office and by opposing scouts that are watching this team play. I think the thing about uh, Joey Weimer in particular, you can tell that he is he is he's a fat he's fast. All right, we 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 all know that. But that's what I like about him because every time he's doing something, he remains fast, and and he's doing whatever he can to stay who he is, and and that's that's him as a baseball player, and that that's what I love the most about him. I'll I'll take some of my some of my friends who might be listening, uh, or or longtime people that have been following the Brewers just like I have. Paul Molitor did the same thing. Paul Molitor did everything in the highest gear, and and that's how he got into the Hall of Fame. Uh, th- that's how you play the game. And I'm not saying Joey, Joey Weimer's going to the Hall of Fame just yet anyway, but this is how you play the game. This is how you succeed. This is how you can mask struggles and, and make struggles not feel so bad when, when you continue to remain who you are. That's what I like about him. It's been really fun to watch guys like just 
enjoy playing in the big leagues, even though they're going through difficulty, right? I mean, the scoring from second was a great moment. It's good to have him and Terang on this team for the time being. They always do a little something to help the Brewers win. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into the box score and into the actual uh, uh, opus of this game. The Brewers snap the losing streak. Hallelujah. They're coming back home with a happy flight. They need you in the ballpark against the Dodgers this week. We're going to talk about difference-making moments and other stuff that caught our eye from the 7-3 win over the Giants. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now, more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Here's the 1-0 pitch. High fly ball. This one will pop up on the infield. Telez near the first base bag, calling for it, does a little dance, backpedals and makes the catch, and the inning is over. Nice job, Yoel Pions, to come in and get those two outs. Part of the bullpen that was certainly a candidate to be our team MVP of the day. I'm Dominic Catronio with Craig Kishan. This is Brewers Extra Innings, 7-3 the final today. The losing streak's over. A texter, Josh Really needed this one big win. Hope we can carry the momentum into the next series against the Dodgers. I mean, there's a lot of praise to be handed out today. I think another guy I want to single out as we continue to move on. The two arms today that really got into and out of trouble on their own doing. Peter Strzelecki and Yoel Piamps. Even Hobie Milner getting back on track as well. I should include all three of those guys today. Those are becoming the three leverage guys. I mean, there's not many leverage guys other than Devin Williams on this team. And for them to bounce back after a really tough outings in Colorado, the altitude had something to do with that, of course. But to see that in a game where you're losing everything and you're like, oh gosh, oh gosh, oh gosh, is this going to be the guy? Nope. They lock things down. Who of those three really stuck out to you today? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Strzelecki did, and that that also might uh, kind of hint into my turning point of the game. So I, I won't go too deep into him, but to to me, he stood out. But it, he didn't stand out a whole lot more than than Milder and Piams, because like you're like you're saying, these guys needed to have some good performances. Um, they're they're going to be obviously relied on to do a lot of big things before this season is up, and and they're trying to grow into that and mature into that role as well. So I, I think it's, it is interesting, you know, Dom, uh, Piamps, what did he pitch an inning and two thirds in this one? And uh, his, his last out that he, that he tried to get in this game, he kind of had a little bit of a blunder when, when he actually faked the first with a runner over at first base and, and balked over there, you know, he lost, he lost, you know, what's going on in the game and what you can and can't do. But he turned around right away. And um, who did he strike out? Jock Peterson in, in that case. So, you know, the little, little moments are big moments because little moments before that um, weren't turning out for these guys. So um, collectively, I, I was impressed on, on what they did this afternoon, though. I want to give a hat tip to Yoel Piamps here real quick before we get to our difference-making moment. So Piamps it, it was a July 2nd sign, you know, a top international prospect, signed at the age of 16 originally by the Colorado Rockies. It didn't quite work out with them. He's been a journeyman ever since, bouncing around. And just listen to his waiver wires, his transaction log, since the start of the 2021 season, right? 
So he was with the Red Sox heading into spring training that year. He gets placed on waivers and claimed by the Blue Jays on Feb 10. Then two weeks later, he's claimed back by the Red Sox after the Blue Jays put him on waivers. Then another week and a half after that, he's claimed back by the Blue Jays after being put on waivers one more time. Then he becomes a free agent later that year. He is bought by the Kansas City Royals, goes and makes it to the big leagues and pitches for them with the Royals, uh, or makes it back to the big leagues, I should say, pitching for the Royals, trying to get things working, and then all of a sudden, poof, he gets traded, or he gets claimed off waivers by the Oakland A's, and then poof, he gets traded here in this three-team deal. And kudos to the Brewers brass for being on this guy because the numbers weren't that pretty in Kansas City, but they were a lot better in Oakland. And the periphery stuff with the sinker and with the slider, you could see the building blocks for him. The Brewers felt they were going to give him an opportunity, and he is going to take it and run with it. And even furthermore, the Brewers trusting him enough that after having an abysmal spring training, and partially the reason he made the team was because Adrian Hauser was hurt because he didn't know how much room there was going to be on this bullpen roster. And for him to deliver the way that he has... Hat tip to everybody involved, not only in the pitching lab, but with the scouting and the resources that go into that. Well, it's something when you can find raw talent, but it's not easy to find. You can't just go out there and and pluck it. You can't just go out there and always take chances on guys. Part of all of that sometimes is in the mix, but uh, these guys and the homework that they do and how they – can predict how certain players are going to fit into their system, especially from the pitching end, um, is, is really phenomenal. And, and I think we have seen enough of this over the years with, with this staff that you're talking about that, that works so hard behind the scenes. It, it shows now how important it's been because this is how this franchise continues to succeed and how it will succeed You know, if they all remained here. And, um, you know, the, the pitching, Dom, I've been through, you know, I've been through this for what my 23rd season doing this and to see the last several years, how the pitching staff has, has developed part of that is draft and developed. Uh, but, but a lot of that too, is like what you're talking about with Piamps acquiring somebody that you think is going to be able to fit in to what you're doing as a system and it, it, it is fun to watch. It really is, especially when these guys are out there and, you know, you see a little panic or fear in their face. That's natural. But to be able to get through that and to succeed is uh, really something, that's for sure. Right now, we're going to move into our difference-making moment of the game, brought to you by Annex Wealth Management. Annex Wealth Management is different, not driven by commission sales or pushing financial products you may not actually need. It's for elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. You can contact Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. AnnexWealth.com. Well, we heard you tease it a moment ago. Craig Kishon, what's your difference-making moment tonight? Well, I'm going to go to the eighth inning. It's uh, it's a 5-2 game for Milwaukee, so this one far from over, and, and Strzelecki came in to, to take over the eighth inning. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, with one out, we've got runners at second and third. And I just loved his approach. He picks up two strikeouts to finish out that inning. He needed that. The team needed that. The bullpen needed that. Um, it, it was a sign of, yep, we're back. Here we are, and we do indeed have somebody to take over that eighth inning a um, little bit of a, of a tumble earlier that you had mentioned on the trip and whatnot but uh, just just to be able to bounce back like that 
Um, th- this victory, you know, some victories you just have to circle and, and, and just not say this ended a, a losing streak. I mean, these these are big wins that can go on to, to big things here as they return home this week. Yeah, I love it. I think that's a great call. And for Strezlecki, I just love how much of a stand-up guy he was after the game uh, in Colorado on Thursday. You know, he was not happy with himself. He doesn't pitch well there. He's far from the only pitcher that doesn't pitch well there. I think the psyche-wise, you're right. You're on to something with, with him coming into a really big homestand with these uh, Dushers coming to town and then the Royals after that. I'm going to go a little earlier in the game, and I looked to you immediately when this happened, and uh, it rained true in this one. In the first inning... When the Brewers, you know, they went down one, two, three in the top of the first inning, and it opens up with an infield hit, a fielder's choice, puts runners uh, on first, then a base hit down a left field line by Hanniger, put runners on the corners with one out. And Jock Peterson, who always sees red when he sees the Brewers, for some reason, for some reason, he's swinging 3 0 against a sinker baller, and he grounds into an inning ending 4 6 3 double play. That helped Adrian Hauser, for one, trust his sinker, that his stuff was working that day. Because then, yes, he gave up a couple of runs in the next inning, but he got a pair of strikeouts looking on the sinker in the next inning. And for two, it got him out of the inning as far as not allowing a run and gave some momentum, and then the Brewers hit the two-run homer from William Contreras in the top of the second inning. Getting Jock to ground into a double play on a 3-0 count in the first inning... That could have gone everything downhill from there like we've seen on this losing streak. And the fact that it didn't, sometimes it takes a gift to get you going. And the Brewers recognized that gift and turned it into a springboard into this win. Yeah, really good call there too, especially from a veteran hitter like Jock Peterson. He has had uh, some obviously huge moments in his career. And he's had big moments in his limited at-bats that he has seen the Milwaukee Brewers. And it didn't happen in this series. That was a big one right there. And, you know, to your point, too, uh, what does Adrian Hauser need more than anything? Uh, the double play to end the inning and in that first inning, give him a little boost because um, he struggled a little bit to get through the next inning as well. But this is what Hauser does. There was a lot of traffic on the bases here in this game. And uh, some big plays like that certainly benefited uh, him and uh, this team to break this losing streak. We're going to keep you for one more segment, Craig. I want to take a look around baseball here real quick. Let's talk about some NL Central notes as well. Brewers win 7-3, to 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. One texter saying the team MVP of the day is Willie Adamas. You can tweet me as well, at Dom underscore Catronio. Uh, Willie's obviously a great answer, getting number 100. William is. My pick was Adrian Hauser because he kept the Brewers in this game. Uh, one more segment with Craig. We'll take a breather, come back with more. This is Brewers Extra Innings. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Craig just wanted to keep you for one more segment here. Brewers win 7-3. I'm Dominic Catronio. Now, I don't want to turn this into just a, a rain on somebody else's parade party kind of thing, but... I just want to take a moment because Twitter becomes a weird place to talk about this sort of stuff. Trying to make sense of what's happening in St. Louis. Trying to make sense of what's happening in the rest of the National League Central. The Pirates are now reeling to. The Cubs are playing better. They lost to the Marlins today, though, as well. First of all, I mean, just talking about St. Louis, the saga with the Wilson Contreras stuff 
is just getting crazier and crazier by the day. Today, a report in The Athletic by Katie Wu saying that John Mozeliak is walking back on their thoughts of making Wilson Contreras into an outfielder. He will stick to a DH and sit in on their catcher's meeting moving forward. I mean, he signed a five-year, $87 million deal to go to the rival Cardinals, and now one month into the season, are they already punting on that? I, I just can't believe the headlines after a slow start from St. Louis. And furthermore, I can't believe that they think that they're already playing themselves out of it. Have y'all not been paying attention? It's St. Louis. They always have some voodoo magic laying around. I am not counting them out yet. Well, no, you can't for sure. But uh, we don't know what's going on over there. How, how strange is this? And in how many years and decades and World Series and how they've structured their team um, – there's obviously some serious, serious conflicts going on between um, upper management and acquiring players and, and how they're being used once they they go into that clubhouse by the manager. I mean, there's there's too many conflicting things going on. And, and I don't know, Dom, if, if part of this, you know, part of what that organization does, and you're right, we're not, we're not going to sit here and be, you know, overly critical about what's going on over there. But there is something called the Cardinal Way. And we all kind of understand at times what that is, but it's there because of what the organization creates for themselves. And and they have they have a, a strong belief in, in what they're doing. And right now what they're doing, there's conflicts in it between, you know, some players, their manager and, and upper management here right now. And where's this going? I'm not sure, but you, you might be able to you know, backtrack a couple of years to um, oh, who is the manager there that got fired? I'm Mike Schilt. Off the top. Yeah, Mike Schilt. Uh, how strange is that? Ma- manager of the year leads his team to a big comeback, and then you know that off season. Nope, he's not quite on the same page of where we think we are going as an organization. To me, that might have been the first red flag. That that's very unusual for them to be doing something like that, and now. You don't know uh, where Wilson Contreras is playing, when he's going to play, if he's only going to be hitting, if he'll ever catch again, if he's ever going to make it to the outfield or not. There are really strange things going on. And to get off the Cardinals stuff, because I'm with you, you can read the articles. Uh, I just want to, again, commend William Contreras, the way that he has arrived and the way that he has uh, been lauded by the Brewers coaching staff and front office. I tweeted the difference in quotes that you hear from John Mozeliak and from Craig Council and just referring to the Contreras brothers. I'm not trying to dunk on Wilson. I think Wilson is a tremendous player. I really do. And this is why I am so confused. I thought if anyone was going to make it work with him, it would have been the Cardinals. I thought, hey, you know, Yachty's going to come back in that door at, one, at some point and help teach. And it hasn't happened yet, but I'm shocked at what's happening down there. I'm still, I, as much as it pains some Brewers fans to hear this, they know the feeling. Wilson Contreras, when he's up at the plate, you don't feel well. That's what he does. He's a good player, okay? So I, I am shocked at what's happening down there. Another thing, though, real quick, the Pirates. I mean... They were the story of baseball. They were 20-8, and but we talked about it before. They hadn't played anybody. They hadn't played anybody. And this week, they go to Tampa, and then they go to Toronto, and they get swept. Seven in a row. Pittsburgh's good. They're a little ahead of schedule right now. What do you make of this tough week for the Pirates? Well, I mean, I'm not totally surprised at all. Uh, First and foremost, Dom, when when you're not used to having – for like 20 years, maybe 30 years, any attention on you. And all of a sudden, uh, everybody in the sports world, even outside of baseball, 
uh, loves the Darling story. I mean, let's face it, it just it just happens. The Brewers have been a part of that back in the earlier 2000s. Um, all of a sudden you get this attention and you're like, what the hell? We're not used to this. How, how, you know, how do you handle it? I mean, that, that could be part of it. But the bottom line is they have to play. And I think everybody clearly understood they may have been playing over their heads and how sustainable is this going to be. As soon as you play good teams, teams that have been around you know, too long, uh, putting great things together, um, it, it's just really tough to overcome. And so I think that's that's the situation that the Pirates are in here right now. They'll bounce back somehow. I don't think they're going to bounce back, though, at the level that we saw uh, in the first month of the season, that's for sure. Yeah, and finally, uh, you may or may not have any notes on this as well. Today we lost a baseball icon, Vita Blue. Uh, you know me, Oakland A's apologist deep down at heart, big, big Bay Area guy here. Vita Blue, I mean, I obviously wasn't around to see him pitch, but – the stories and looking at that, the highlights of 71 with the no-hitter and the MVP and then three straight World Series of the Oakland A's, 72, 73, 74. Just a, a mighty, mighty player. I, don't, I didn't know if you had any memories of Vita Blue watching him when you were younger. Uh, just a, a wee lad back in the day. But Vita, man, what a loss today to, to have him go. And, uh, I saw they had a moment of silence today in San Francisco. He also played for the Giants. More of his memorable years were with the A's. But we, we lost an icon today at 73. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, he's had uh, he he put together something really really special uh, back in the especially in the '70s for the for the Oakland A's, and um, I, I don't remember him uh, other than being uh, a very dominant and key player on a really really good team. Uh, what the Oakland A's were able to do, you know, with Raleigh Fingers out there and Catfish Hunter, um, uh, just phenomenal stuff. And I do remember this. This is this is, you know, one of these stupid things where you pay attention to numbers and names on their back. Uh, I remember uh, I think the A's were one of the first teams to put names on on the back of their uniforms. And and he put his first name on the back on the back of his uniform, at least for a stretch. uh, He put Vida back there, V-I-D-A instead of blue. And. You know, I thought that was something that kind of stuck out a little bit, and he was pretty doggone good to top it off. So when you saw him play, you're like, oh, yeah, I know who that guy is. So uh, (laughs) big big loss for baseball. There's no question. Well, he'll be up there, and uh, he's playing catch with Sal Bando these days. Sal Bando was on those legendary Oakland A's teams as well. But, hey, Craig Kishon, the losing streak's over. They get a happy flight home, and you'll be with us this week talking about some great pitching matchups with the Dodgers, including a Clayton Kershaw-Wade-Miley rematch on Wednesday. Can't wait to talk more Brewers baseball with you this week, my friend. That'll be fun. Good win, and uh, good to be home for sure. Love it. Craig Kishon here on Brewers Extra Innings. We're going to hear from Craig Council, get some highlights a little bit later. Up next, who's hot and who's cold right here on Brewers Extra Innings. Now, more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. One game happening right now in Major League Baseball, Sunday Night Baseball. It's the Brewers' next opponent. Padres are out to a 2-0 lead against the Dodgers. Uh, RBIs from Manny Machado and Xander Bogarts. Manny is 2-for-2 in the early going there, going up against Julio Urias. Uh, and Joe Musgrove is the matchup on Sunday Night Baseball right now. 
Let's talk about who's hot and who's cold. Brought to you by Cider Heating, cool, Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust in your family's comfort at home with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. For a limited time, you can save $1,000 off an AC or furnace unit. Families helping families since 1912. Cider, heating, plumbing, and electrical at cider, S-E-I-D-E-R dot com. Who's hot? Hey, it's William Contreras. He's leading the Brewers in hitting. He's been one of the best offensive catchers in baseball. He should certainly be on the uh, good start on the short list for some silver slugger consideration to this point in the season. It's only May. But love what we're seeing from William hitting 289 now. He's got a 373 on base percentage. Hit his second homer of the year. He's got seven doubles. The other thing that jumps out to me about Contreras, he's got 13 walks and 21 strikeouts. Now, he attacks early in, in counts. He's not a guy that's going to necessarily work counts. But also, he's not going to strike out a ton. Last year, you know, he was more of a... One in closer to a 28, 30% strikeout rate guy. This year, he has been trending to more of a 20, 22% strikeout rate guy, which is closer to league average. I think that's a, a lovely development for the Brewers to keep an eye on for William Contreras moving forward in the season. As for who's cold, we mentioned it in the last segment. It's the Pittsburgh Pirates. Even though the Brewers had this awful road trip when they only win one game out of six, they still gained a game on the Pirates because they lost seven. In a row, they lost to the Toronto Blue Jays today by a 10 to 1 final. Now, the Brewers don't see the Pirates uh, until June, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, at some point, you would figure they're going to pass like ships in the night. And then the Cubs, who lost it in the Marlins, they're a 500 team right now in 17 and 17. They're not going anywhere, okay? With Justin Steele and Marcus Stroman at the top of their rotation, even Drew Smiley has figured some things out right now. They ain't going anywhere. So don't lose sight of the Cubs in your rearview mirror. As the disclaimer says, objects in mirror are closer than they appear. I am not going to lose sight of them, and I am most definitely am not going to lose sight of the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm probably going to lose sight of the Cincinnati Reds, so forgive me. But I'm not going to lose sight of the Cardinals. All right? You with me on that? Cool. Uh, we're going to hear from the manager, Craig Council, coming up next. Highlights a little bit later on in the program as well. We're with you to the bottom of the hour here on 620 WTMJ. Now, more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Man, it feels good to break a losing streak. Now let's beat up on the Dodgers this week, right? They're really good. I'm not getting ahead of myself here. I'm Dominic Catronio. Thanks for joining us here. A little bit of time left in the program. Highlights coming up in the next segment. But right now, after the bats were as hot as they were, everybody reached base today for the Brew Crew. Let's hear from the manager, Craig Council. Yeah, I mean, we we had a, you know, we swung the bats well. Kind of the double plays hurt us a little bit to get some caps on some rallies. But um, and I thought the bullpen guys did an excellent job today, especially uh, Yoel and Striz um, getting out of that jam. Um, and and Piam's coming in a tough spot and getting out of that jam. So um, hats off to those guys. And Adrian Adrian did his job and gave us a chance. It seemed like Adrian did a good job pounding the zone again. That's a lineup that's been pretty aggressive. Yeah. In the series. How did he? find success in that way um well he, he just you know he, he threw you're right he thought he threw a lot of strikes you know the i think he had one walk only um uh, so that's that's always important for adrian to me um you know we got a, we got a double play when we needed it in the first um which is you know a big part of what adrian they took they got two ground balls through unfortunately in the first but the double plays and play always with adrian and he got one in the first um 
and then um, you know they they did a nice job against him to put some runs on the board and kind of extend him, and then he he settled down and pitched really well the last uh, you know eight outs. And the final line isn't eye popping for him by any means, but you know, first start of the year, given yeah, good. Street, I mean, just getting getting him back, and um, you know, I thought he I thought he did a nice job. We had, we had talked about, you know, the extra base hits and the power. And then yeah. so then for, for Willie to get, like, the – well, Willie Thomas, actually, the four RBIs. And to do it different ways, right? It was yeah. the stack fly, the homer, the single at the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Willie had a really nice day. William had a nice day. We had some homers with men on base. Uh, that's still an easier way to score than stringing five hits together. But, uh, but it, you know, that that was a huge part of the day, I thought. Um, and yeah, we we had traffic all day, so it was it was it was the kind of day you want offensively. How big was it to just get off on the right foot with that jock double play in the first, and then William pops one out? Yeah, I mean, I think just for Adrian to get through that first. Um, with the zero, that's certainly important, um, and 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 we, you know not playing from behind because um, they they came back and scored, but William Homer, you know, just not playing from behind. Uh, Joey Weimer and then Nat kind of ran, um, not to discredit anything um, that anyone else was doing that inning, but ran you guys into that insurance run. You know, what do you think of that? Yeah, I mean it was a kind of guy we targeted to be aggressive against for on the bases um, and stealing. So he, he did a nice job. Yelly did a nice job. Um, and really, we got we got a couple runs because we we were aggressive on the base and got a couple stolen bases. How good did it feel to be able to send Devin Williams out there today? Yeah, I mean, it's always that's that's the name you want to call in the ninth inning for sure, um, and uh, just kind of the way we've you know he hasn't pitched in a while too, so it helps us out going forward too, and uh, got him out there and um, finished it off. Ready to get this trip over with, head back home. Yeah, I mean, obviously not a not a good trip, um, but salvaged it with a with a with a nice game today and. Um, Always nice, fine, long flight and, and coming home with a win. No doubt about that. Flying long time, put your feet up. Maybe that glass of wine hits a little bit sweeter on your way back here to Milwaukee. So just a good victory all around today. Everyone did their job. I just, I'm just i just really happy to see this Brewers team, like we saw in the first couple weeks of the season, show up again. And they are in there. Now they got a big one coming up with the Dodgers. We're going to relive the win coming up next with some highlights. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. All right, the finale of a three-game series and a six-game road trip. Ross Stripling for the Giants. Adrian Hauser making his 2023 season debut in San Francisco. We picked things up in the bottom of the first inning in a scoreless game with runners on the corners and only one out. Jock Peterson's been a guy that has tortured the Brewers over the years, but Hauser got to him on a 3-0 pitch. 3-0 pitch, sharply hit ground ball to second. Terang flips to Adamas for one. Back to first in time. And the ground ball machine, Adrian Hauser, gets the big one he needed and gets out of the first inning. A 4-6-3 double play turned by the crew. That call from Lane Grindle. They took that momentum, escaping a jam in the bottom of the first, straight into some offense in the top of the second inning with William Contreras. 2-2 pitch, high fly ball, deep left field. Back goes Hanniger at the track. Gone! William Contreras 
with his second home run as a Brewer. And the Brewers take a 2-0 lead here in the top of the second. Great stuff from Contreras. Lane again on the call. However, in the bottom half of that inning, the Giants would score two two-out runs to avoid the shutdown inning. That was a theme throughout the series, and you start thinking, oh, no. Here we go again. But Hauser would buckle down and get Tyro Estrada to strike out looking to end that second inning with runners on first and second. Then at the top of the third, a line drive sack fly from Willie Adamas gave the Brewers the lead back 3-2, to two, and it would be a lead they would not relinquish. We fast forward with Willie again in the fifth inning. He's been sitting on 99 home runs since the start of this road trip. Finally into triple digits. Here's the 1-1. And Adamas, a high fly ball, deep left field, back, track, bye-bye baseball. Willie Adamas with career home run number 100. Lane on the call once again. Adrian Hauser then took that and rolled with it. He handed the ball to Hobie Milner, who ended the fifth inning with a strikeout. Then it was the bullpen shining in the latter stages of this game. Jock Peterson would strike out with runners aboard against the OL Piomps in the seventh inning. Peter Strezlecki trying to bounce back after a tough series out in Colorado. Here's what he did with men on in the eighth inning. One ball and two strikes the count. The pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Peter Strezlecki, cold-blooded. In the bottom of the eighth inning, a little bit of a jam, no problem. He gets out of it. All three outs were strikeouts for Peter Strezlecki. Then, just for good measure, the Brewers would get some insurance runs thanks to the wheels of Joey Weimer in the ninth. 2-1 to Yelich. Lined into left field. That's going to get down for a base hit. Weimer's going to be sent home. Here comes the throw home. Weimer slides, and he is safe. It was a great nifty slide with the left hand under the tag. They weren't done. Let's make it a four-RBI day for Adamas. The pitch. Ground ball. Through the left side and into left field for a base hit for Willie Adamas. Yelich trots home. It's 7-2 crew. Willie coming up clutch. He's driven in four this afternoon. Great stuff from him. It was his 11th career 4-RBI game. His ninth as a Brewer. And they would win the contest and snap the losing streak. A final of 7-3. Looking ahead now to this week against the Dodgers as we've got Brewers extra innings after Monday night's game and Tuesday night's game. It'll be 6.40 first pitches for both Monday and Tuesday. No extra innings on Wednesday as we will roll into afternoon programming for that 12.40 first pitch. But tomorrow, I mean all three games, these are going to be some great pitching matchups here against the boys in blue. First off... Uh, tomorrow, it'll be Freddie Peralta against Tony Gonsolin. He is back from the injured list. On Tuesday, Eric Lauer against Noah Syndergaard. And then finally, get your popcorn ready for this one on Wednesday. Two of the best lefties in the National League, Clayton Kershaw and Wade Miley, will go at it on Wednesday. This is going to be a very fun series as the Dodgers will take the late-night flight, thanks to the worldwide leader, of course, the uh Sunday night baseball affair that they have going on right now. They're in the top of the fifth inning as we speak here, trailing to the Padres two to nothing. So that's the week ahead, at least the immediate week. Then the Royals will be coming to town after an off day on Thursday. So the Royals, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we will have Brewers extra innings after all three of those games against Kansas City. And I'll have Brewers warm up for you 
over the weekend as well. Looking forward to seeing our friends over there with KC. They just re- retired uh, Lorenzo Kane and l- allowed him to retire as a Royal. They had a wonderful ceremony before the game uh, yesterday against the Oakland A's. So uh, kudos to the Kane family and to the Royals for what looked like a top-notch celebration. As we do a quick little standings check right now here in the Central, the, the Pirates still lead, but again, they've lost seven in a row. They're 20 and 15. The Brewers just a half game back right there at 19 and 15. The Cubs even 500, 17 and 17. The Reds are in fourth at 14 and 20. And then finally, those Cardinals who ended their eight game losing streak today, they are 11 and 24. But a reminder, look at the calendar. It's May 7th. There is so much baseball to go. The Brewers have only played 34 games, okay? We've still got so much, 128 games worth. We're about mm, maybe a little past a fifth of the way through the season, right? This is just the very first stanza of what will be a very long year. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, still the only team in single digits in the loss column. They are 28-7, and the worst record in baseball. That belongs to the Oakland A's. They are 8 in 27. Wild stuff. My thanks to Craig Kishan for joining us today. He'll be with us tomorrow after the contest as well. And my thanks to our producer, Evan Wittallison, for pushing the ones and twos all night long. I'm Dominic Catronio. Thanks for staying up with us. Until next time, keep on swinging.